This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, happy day whenever you are listening to this. In this week's episode, or this episode specifically, we're going to be discussing VPR and Potomac. Let's unpack Vanderpump rules. I can't get over. The universe works in very mysterious ways. But could you imagine your Lyft driver seeing the breaking point of Scandaval and then the follow through? This man could have made millions had he... Uh, clearly, he didn't have a pulse on what's going on, or he would be like, oh, hey, I was that Lyft driver that they were in the car. But um, I thought it was funny when Ariana and her like confession was like, I think the world would love to ask this man some questions. Like, they would want to hear his side of the story. That is crazy, though. I don't, I was trying to think back. I don't think I've ever had a repeat Uber driver, to my knowledge. I Unless I've like, like, set it up. Yeah. Like, there's been ones where I've set it up where they dropped me off for a concert, and we asked if they would pick us up, and he said yes. But otherwise, like, it hasn't just been at random. You know, I've definitely experienced it like you just mentioned. I, it's not sticking out to my mind right now, anything at random. But it also, you know, there's times where I've been in an Uber or Lyft and I've overserved and not quite sure where I'm at. So it's it's also possible that I yeah. have and not known it. So the possibilities are endless. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. What did you think about Lisa had Lala and Sheena over and she essentially is taking the time to tell the, tell the girls, like, I'm worried about Tom Sandoval. He's reminding me of my brother. He appears to be suicidal. What was your take on that? Just saying kind of like lay off a bit. I think given her experience and maybe, um, sensitivity to it a little bit more than others like you know her brother told her he was depressed and she kind of blew it. No, I don't want to say blew it off but it sounds like maybe she feels some guilt that she didn't take that 
statement more seriously and look at it as a cry, look at that as a cry for help. So she's feeling that way about Sandoval. I myself have some questions and hes- hesitations about the way he's been talking about it and saying it. I do think saying it to Lisa, he he's aware of her background with her brother. It's just kind of hard because I feel like, and we're going to talk about the way he's been responding in interviews. And then in this episode, it truly is like he views himself as an, a victim and almost like he's been he's innocent and he's been typecasted into this villain role. And so then it's like, this is true narcissistic behavior and a true narcissist. I wouldn't put it past them to manipulate someone's emotions like this. So it's like, I get why Lisa's doing it. I do question his sincerity. And if he really is saying that because he was concerned about for himself, or was this just another part of the Sandoval manipulation? I, and you know, you and I both don't have a black, black hearts at all and we definitely take mental health seriously so i could imagine multiple things being true here one you know this guy definitely has a victim mentality has no accountability over the mess that he created himself and comparing himself into situations that don't even don't even compare i mean especially like and we're let's just talk about it. He was in he, he was in an article. He was being interviewed for an article with the New York Times, and he compared himself to O.J. Simpson, which with that I'm kind of like, that, that's very polarizing. There's people that feel like he did it. It's kind, but then compared himself to George Floyd, who was innocent in, in being murdered. You know, so it's like I don't. I also feel like, dude, you're a white male and you're going to compare yourself to a black man who was like brutally murdered by the police. Like, I just don't, like it's like you can't. And this is the quote, just, you know, yeah, journalist backgrounds. I have the quote in front of me just so I don't want anyone to say that we're speaking out of turn yeah. or anything like that. But he says, I'm not a pop culture historian, really. But I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to that, I think. But do you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same? Which, as Abby mentioned, a hundred percent, it's not. If we're gonna talk pop culture, talk like not um, like talk civil about, rights movements in our country. Yeah, or, let's talk about Team Jolie or Team Aniston when we thought that she cheated. With, uh, like when we thought that Angelina Jolie had an affair with Brad Pitt was filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and like we were all kind of like brokenhearted for Jennifer Aniston. Let's have that. Let's have that comparison to it. Let's not compare it to civil rights. Uh, I just like, yeah, it just didn't say right. And then, so one of my favorite movies actually is Shaw, Shawshank Redemption. It's such a good film. Have you seen it before? No. I had a feeling you had it. Um, not that I don't want yeah. to, but I just haven't. It's it's like a classic film. It's been out forever. So I will say spoiler alerts if you're planning on watching it because you had it. But um, it is about these men who meet in a prison and kind of like just like the friendship that they form and it long story short andy dufresne the person that he compared himself to was a guy who was serving two life sentences for the murder of his wife and his wife's lover the, the whole setup was that people believed he andy caught them in the act and he murdered both of them he maintained his innocence and we learn in the movie he actually did not murder them someone else did he was framed for it so like it was just kind of this whole thing like this guy really is innocent he's stuck in jail and he He's very smart and he figures out there's a lot more to the story. I won't say what else. And it's also then about his friendship that he forms with um, Morgan Freeman's character and another old man and just kind of like about life in prison. 
Andy, though, is, was innocent. Like, he's like, I feel like Andy different. Like, you and Gandy are comparing yourself to innocent people, like, who were hit, whether it's a fictional character or in real life, with consequences that were completely unfair and unasked for and unjust. It's like, the fact that he keeps doing this, it's just really hard for me to not have my head go to the spot of... N- narcissism it's just I think it's I think he probably being that hated I couldn't imagine the visceral hate it would that be he tough. likely yeah. felt and I I do have some empathy for that however when you bring yourself and compare yourself to all these fictional characters <laughs> and also real life characters it's like baby boy you are not understanding the point here you did this yourself. And these other examples, these folks, I mean, OJ could be. But I know, that's the one where I'm like, but still, let's but you, still, you, let's you, just yeah. say you don't compare yourself to someone who you just don't. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. I also like, can I just also while we're talking about the New York Times article, dying that his crisis PR is a 23-year-old. I'm not trying to be ageist, but didn't prevent this crisis. Like I so just, I have to wonder: Did this crisis PR person even know? Obviously, knew who George Floyd was because that's been in the last four years. She probably was not he or she, like, was not even alive when OJ was happening, or in an age where they would remember it. Riley, her name. She sat there yeah. with him the entire time and yeah. did not do. I feel like this is someone who's self-employed. It's like taking the straps by the boot and saying, hey, I will work for you for free and just label myself crisis PR. Isn't actually associated with any sort of form. Could be. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm basically a Sonia Morgan intern. And I think I can do this. Like, what's so hard about making you look like a good guy? Well, honey, Riley, he... Any sensible person. This is, this is why your job's going to be hard. Like Any yeah. sensible person would have been like, baby boy, stop the interview right now. Let's like, I mean, you know, if you're this journalist getting this interview, you're like, is am I on shrooms? Is this really is he really saying these things? Like, you know, you just basically like this article is going to go viral. And it, but anyway, the most so hated man in America continues to be the most hated man in America. So yeah. Tom Sandoval at least is consistent in his stupidity you know and else, his choices. Yeah. You know who else is consistent? Billy Lee on just being so desperate to get back on this show. Oh it's my God, like, that cold plunge. And she's like sitting there like crouching down. I'm like, oh my God. And then like, I just feel like every episode it's like, she's like, my place is to be the one person on Sandoval's side because they don't have anyone else on his side. So now it's like, I'm going to get camera time because I'm the only one who has this point of view. And willing to like film with him and not have that response of Ariana. Like no one wants to be on her side. I really do wish that Bravo with these shows, if we're going to have to wait so long for these seasons to come out, would at least like at the beginning say May or like, just to kind of help us. Where are we? Just in terms of context and just remembering like this is still pretty fresh. I just think that would help me and process some of these scenes. I think for a lot of people, they're like, why is Ariana still saying like, you can't be friends with him? And it's like, okay, this is months after this happened. This is not happening right now in present day. We're still saying, do not talk to him. Like you cannot be friends with both of us. And I, I do feel like she will get to a place where not necessarily you could be friends with both of them because I could see being like, hey, if you're going to align yourself with this guy who's capable of these things, maybe not someone, you're not someone that I want in my close circle. But I do think like 
Lala can have empathy for what Sandoval is going through and for what Lisa's telling her and be concerned. I don't think anybody out there would want someone to harm themselves in the way in which Lisa's concerned and asking everyone to keep an eye on him for, but also still be Ariana's loyal to Ariana, be one of Ariana's like close friends in her inner circle. It's- I also, yeah. And also Tom Sandoval is like, baby boy. He's like, it's everyone's fault. Sheena and Lala like are putting all this yeah. stuff out there in podcasts. I'm like, hello, look in the fucking mirror, bro. Like it's you, you are the problem. Yeah. It's you. Well, and like, they weren't the only ones saying it. Like, I think if you were to like, look at all, all pop culture podcasts from like May, what I mean, March, what was it? Like, when did it break? 20 March of 23 to yeah. To basically May till the, the season finale and the reunion, every pop culture podcast was talking about this. And even non-pop culture podcasts were talking about it. So it wasn't like Sheena was out there and we're like, oh, you know what? We were going to cover this on our podcast and Sheena's talking about it. So now we are. And yeah, to think, I mean, that's giving Sheena and Lala a lot of credit for having this much control over a large population of people. No. And we're not a bunch of minions. It's like, you did this. You became hated. You had actions that made you hated. We (laughs) didn't watch the rest of the seasons and your choices. It's like, Bro, it is you. And I so badly, Tom Schwartz, if you're going to die on the Tom Sandoval Hill, at least have the balls to say that to him. At least have the gall to look at him and be like, bro. Yeah, this it's is not. you. It's yeah. they, I mean, they might have added a little fuel to the fire, but they didn't start the yeah. fire. You right. fucking started it, you know? Yeah. I actually yeah. got that right. I was proud of myself. I know. Okay, let's talk about James and Allie's party. What did you think about him hosting? I kind of was a little bit tickled by. Um, one at how he didn't have anything and basically had to have like buy a grill. This is such a man thing to do. Like I'm gonna throw a big party and I have to go buy the grill and I have to buy like beach towels. And uh, I have a couple friends who like in the last couple years, you know, bought a house that had a pool and they did say that like the number one thing people told them was have extra swim diapers, extra floaties, and extra towels at your house because when you have a pool something's going to happen. A kid's going to throw a towel in and then you need it. Like you're just, people are always going to be asking you for these like pool like supplies. Um, But so I think he's just going to have to get used to that. I thought it was really, I thought it looked like a great party. It looked like he was having a fun time. I loved the something about her float. I thought that was really sweet. That it was he really sweet. it himself. Um, it was really I, clever. Yeah, it was cute. And I, I mean, I thought it was actually kind of funny that they jumped off. The, I, if that, if I were younger, that would have intrigued me. I mean, given it wasn't, didn't seem that high, like I felt less concerned as a mom. Like I was like, I feel like your future teenage boys would do that. And I'm like, oh, this is, you know, going to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Let's be real. She'll be right up there with them. Um, Cammy might be. Cammy will. She probably be leading the pack. That girl's not if you're not there. No, she would. Oh no. She's that girl is crazy. (laughs) Trust me. Uh, but anyhow, I did want to give a quick like shout out to Allie. Allie Lieber, dark horse in the sense of how you handle people's private conversations. So Allie and Lala had this side conversation about James sobriety. And Lala was definitely trying to get at like, okay, when did he, why did he stop drinking and is just California sober, just smoking weed or whatever. And he's like, it's not my place. She's very much like, that's his to share with you. But if you want to have that conversation with him, I think it's okay. And I just, it's such a little thing, but I feel like so often people don't respect someone's words or 
stories well, on they get like nervous TV. and they say something and they're like i know i shouldn't be saying this like i still struggle with that me too 30s and so i'm like wow albie just like wise beyond your years what's kind of your perspective on the conversation that lala and james had in terms of like his sobriety I think he was doing a good job of like, I'll give you a little bit because I know we're on camera. I'm going to say that we got in a fight and that she, you know, left and took the cats for a few days, but I'm not going to go into the full details of it. And I think he's learned from his relationship with Rachel that, you know, sharing too much, you know, it's hard to come back from that sometimes. Um, So I think it was smart because also just for his relationship to move forward. If you dive into the details and it's out there, then Allie can go back and watch that. Like you can go back. It just like, it's kind it of like cyclical, like never. Yeah, ending. like kind of what I mean, not to this extent, but like Sam and Corey, they said, you know, like they thought they were past it. And then Winterhouse came back out and it was like, oh, gosh, there was so much they didn't see. And so I think it's showing a lot of maturity. I thought it was a really good conversation. I like that he said that before he got sober because of Raquel or Rachel. And this time he's doing it. He really is doing it for himself. He wants to be in a better relationship with Allie, he loves her and wants to be with her. But he really is really doing it for himself. Um, and I hope, I hope it works out. I think it's, it's a hard addiction. And as we've seen, he's had moments where he thinks he's okay and he's not, um, you know, I, I think you look at someone like Lala, who's like, you know, to, you can't be sober curious. You've got, if you're going to do this, like you've got to fully be sober and commit to it. And, um, you know, for her, for Lala, it's working great. Um, but you know, I think James might, struggle with it still i hope not but i just think being in the clubs and all that but he had he was fine at his party people were making cocktails and drinks and he was good with it so i thought it was a, I liked the conversation i thought it was that he did a really good job of sharing enough that like if someone else is going through this they could relate without having to share too much that it could just cause more harm and be hurtful for him and hurtful for his relationship absolutely i thought it was a great and i also thought it was sweet their relationship i've always loved um, and I'm so glad they're on a good space. I didn't like it when they weren't friends. But even though we got funny, really funny, great confessionals about Randall from James during that era. But I really appreciate their friendship. And I think Lala kind of mentioning the fact that we were little shits cussing out on Watch What Happens Live and pissing Andy off to like yeah. making out to like they really have had a journey. Those two. Yeah. So I, I think it's sweet. But another journey that was unexpected is Riri. The reunion of James and Graham. That was so sweet. I think, well, obviously we're dog people. So like, we're going to have a little bit more of like, um, this is going to tug at our heartstrings. The whole story was really crazy as this was happening. Like, I remember like kind of the headlines, like Graham was up for like, he had been placed with other people. He was going to be like put up for adoption because he was chipped through Vanderpump dogs. They became like aware of it. Um, Some people are saying it's just for a storyline. I will say, my dog is like, it says my name, but because we, when you get them spayed or neutered, they will chip them. Um, it will, it does say the vet as well. If for some reason, like my phone number changes or something, they could call the vet to get a hold of the owners. So, oh, good. Well, one thing too, in real time, and I was remembering this, and this is all Rich, Rachel's, I almost said Rachel, Rachel's <laughs> perspective, but she claims that James is allegedly abusive and that the reason why Graham was biting and things is because he would rile him up and like just encourage that behavior and wasn't the most supportive. So when Rachel was in treatment, her mom was taking care of the dog and the dog kept biting. And ultimately they made that decision to um, place the dog in 
foster care or whatever. And then we get this reunion. So it's definitely like a he said, she said situation. I, because we are dog people, and seeing that reunion and seeing how emotional James got, I would like to believe and hope that he has genuine intent in terms of rehabilitating this dog and um, giving him a better life. Yeah. Now hippie. Formerly known as Graham. I I mean, people are like, that's so confusing. I'm like, okay, one, it is a dog. I mean, like if it had been adopted by another family, they might have changed the name anyway. I get though Graham was the name that he came up. Like he and Rachel named the dog Graham together. I I get wanting to change it. Um, And I hope it works out. Um, But before we dive into Potomac, let's take a quick little ad break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. When you're a parent, you'll have your fair share of big talks with your kids. One of those talks should absolutely involve money, and Greenlight can help with that. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. You can send your kids instant money transfers, get real-time notification of their spending, manage chores and automate an allowance, set up recurring or one-time chores customized to your family's needs. I can't help but think how powerful this app would have been for my sisters and I growing up. Um, we often had, you know, chores that we could do to earn money. We didn't necessarily have a set allowance and um, it could range from different things such as, you know, loading, unloading the dishwasher or, you know, helping with our pets, taking the dogs for a walk, uh, helping my sister, my younger sister with her homework or just, you know, hanging out with my sister while my mom went to go run an errand or do something around the house. And, um, my sisters and I laugh because, you know, when we would get this money, we then would go spend it on, um, usually something at Bath and Body Works or, um, you know, we loved that body glitter and we laugh because, you know, I think if my mom could have maybe, um, gotten notifications of how much I was spending on, you know, the latest lotion and, uh, body wash and body glitter, she might've had a talk with me about how to best manage that money. but. In all of that, we did learn through doing chores how to connect hard work with financial independence. And through using Greenlight, your kids are going to build financial literacy and independence by learning how to earn, save, and spend wisely. The Greenlight app also comes with an in-app financial literacy game, Level Up, that helps kids build money confidence through videos, bite-sized challenges, mini games, and more. More than 6 million parents and kids use Greenlight to learn how to make responsible financial choices. So stop putting off the money talk and start putting your kids on the right path. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash real moms. That's greenlight.com slash real moms to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash real moms. Let's talk Potomac. Um, I will say this episode left me kind of like, I feel like we're recycling a lot of conversations. It is time to move forward. Um, but we did finally get a little bit more of an a- answer from Ashley regarding the divorce. She's not in a hurry to get there. She knows she will eventually. But right now, there's sort of like a financial uh, security blanket that she has by remaining married to him. I don't know. I think given her past and like also, I feel like there's so many celebrities now. They're like, it's messy to divide the assets. We're just going to stay separated. Ashley, if that's what you want to go for it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I actually appreciated her saying it. I, I would imagine Andy's going to continue and the women are going to continue to grill her on it. I don't know. I mean, she has mentioned on Watch What Happens Live, she's dating women. Like, I don't know that she's like trying to 
stay with Michael, but their relationship was also so unconventional. I wouldn't be shocked if she's hooked up with him in this time they've been separated. So you know what? You do you, boo-boo. You're the only one that has to like, live with it. And if that financial security is important until you find a solution outside of reality TV that's financially more stable for you, go on. I mean, my only thing would be I'd be annoyed if she was like if she was like trying to avoid the topic, but she's addressing it head on when people ask her. So it's sort of like she's still sharing her life. It's not like Robin who's trying to hide this piece of it. Like, no, we're divorced. And it's like, no, you're not. Um, So, I mean, I also felt like it was kind of interesting that Wendy was the one asking her, given like Wendy's pretty much engaged, it sounds like. Um, We'll learn more, I guess, at the reunion. But oh, you mean Mia? Mia. Sorry, not Wendy. Mia. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that Mia was asking her. mainly because maybe Mia was doesn't want that situation, but she knows that G does. I don't know. It was just also was G a- has no money because of all that. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, no wonder it's, it's a cleaner break for her. NECA versus Wendy part 55. <laughs> I'm so over it. And no one's like really talking about it. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, not really talking about, they're not like talking about anything new or trying to move on. They just keep going back to like, you put my name on a shrine. You call my mom a witch. She brought up the drug ag- allegations that happened in Austin, but they really like avoided it. And then like they, Lindy just like got up and walked away. I was like, this was so pointless. I don't even know why they agreed to like go get this meal together because they clearly weren't going to move forward. But I I'm just, just hate so it. badly that two beautiful Nigerian women who have a bond in their culture could do so much together and instead are bad like going at it and it is so fucking annoying because it's so stupid it is so reason dumb at the end of the day i mean yeah i wouldn't like if someone called my mom a witch i guess and like accused her of some voodoo you don't have to be best friends but like for the sake of the community and i I would imagine that community is so small and that everyone kind of knows everyone that why not but that also makes me wonder because that community, the Nigerian community, likely in the DMV area is small. I wonder if there's something we're not like if we're missing something. Like what is Wendy not willing to say on camera? Or, or like if someone admits like, okay, I was wrong, I'm sorry, then are they kind of like, is the community gonna be like, oh, you were in the wrong. Now we're gonna lie. Like we're not gonna want to hang out. I don't know. If it's like I need to protect my social reputation in this community. There does seem to be a sense of that because they both keep saying like well, by saying this, it's like it extends to the lineage. And they kept talking about like, if you call someone a witch, you call their whole family. Yeah. Witches. And if you put someone on a shrine, you're wishing ill will to the whole family. So I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to get this resolved. I'm honestly really sick of it and bored with it. Um, there were like really only two highlights for me of this whole episode. I think it was Grace, her graduation. Just I think it was it's really sweet when they like showed. I think we forget sometimes like how young some of these kids are when they start because it well it's kind of like your own children when they grow up in front of you all of a sudden you look back and you're like oh my god it's like they changed and learned and grown so much um so it's kind of the same way with grace it does i think as a parent it makes me like oh god like i really as much as like you want them to grow up and become adults the idea of them going to college is like wild i mean and it, everyone says like i feel like i blinked and my daughter six like i can't yeah. imagine 
12 more years later. Like I, I bet yeah, like it's only going to go faster. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they say the days are long and the years are short. Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden you blink and like, fuck, I'm old and my kid's old and what's yeah. happening? Like, <laughs> no, they're in college and I'm going to be an empty nester. Yeah. But, you know, even though Giselle's only storyline tends to be her children, I actually don't mind it because I do find it sweet and it kind of balances her not well, and, the likable and, traits. <laughs> yeah. And I care about her kids. It's like, well, like, I don't mind it because I actually am interested. And I don't think she overdoes it. I don't think it's like every single episode. Yes, we talked about Grace going to college and they did like, you know, she did a self-defense, but it's like she does it in like different ways. Like self-defense was like, I know you're going to be on your own. I want you to be confident and feel like you can protect yourself if you need to. The lunch with Karen and Raven was really sweet because it was just like kind of seeing a different side of their friendship and watching those two girls talk. I I don't know. I think it's been done well, even though it's been her kids really are her only part of the storyline that's like truly hers. But I guess I don't necessarily mind it. Um, I will also say I love anytime we're like it's to figure out like the room situations on vacation. It just really makes me laugh. Also, shout out. You guys may or may not know I'm Dominican. So seeing my country on Housewives is like the best of my world. I'm curious if Mama Juan is going to be taken. I was wondering. What kind of like, I'm like, you guys are a little too far removed from like the DR to me. But I'm like, are you guys going to have Platano? Like, are you going to have rum? Like, I'm curious what else this trip is going to offer. And it excites me. So I just got to shout that out. And Casa de Campo is fancy. So, um, but the room issue is hilarious. Karen was being such a brat and was I'm so. Pay yeah, you can have anything solved with money. It's like, oh my God, Karen. She, but then like they had nothing available. So Ashley had offered up her room. She didn't want it, offered the money. And then that was her only choice. <laughs> and then she like, took it. She was like, well, it was like, it's the story changed. She didn't want to share a room, but then it was like, I get claustrophobic. And so I need to see, I need a view. She's I mean, never brought this up before. This is the first we're hearing that Karen has to have a view. This is Karen being Karen and why I love her DeLulu ass, but her just saying, shut up, shut up, Robin. And like how they were bickering, just reminding me of like sisters and how they were kind of going. Toddler to sisters. Yeah. Really toddlers. And my Lord, I, I wonder what time of year they were there because it gets hot. I mean, it's an island, but those women looked so fucking hot. I know they were all like with their, I mean, it is, I mean, we were there for your wedding in August. Yeah. It was warm you had to be by the water um or indoors because you needed that breeze otherwise i mean it's it's i mean you're in the like caribbean it's gonna be hot yeah, it's gonna like, be hot i just could feel the sweat and the humidity through yeah. the tv um so it was entertaining to see the room issues what did you think about the grand dame neca i thought it was i actually coming from giselle i thought it was perfect i mean Candace acting as if this was a personal attack on Karen Huger was a bit much. I don't think this was like, let's try to discredit Karen and make her look terrible. Karen threw some shade at NECA. NECA actually owns property in Potomac. I feel like given the way these women are with like kind of silly fun shade being their love language, it made sense to me. I didn't think any, I, I didn't think it was really like, was it shady? Yeah. Was it like vindictive? No. What did you think? No, I thought it was just really funny and yeah. entertaining. I didn't think it was that deep. I mean, I think Candace just is over Giselle and clearly isn't over the Chris of it all. Um, but I just thought it was fun. So I'm hoping it's, I mean, normally not begging for Potomac to end, but I'm kind of at a place right now where I'm like, 
Ooh, how many more episodes do we have? If we have three vacation episodes like Housewives have been doing lately, I'm like, well, that's, that's going to be a lot. I don't know if we need three episodes. Maybe let's hope for two. I don't know. I'm hoping we wrap it up here soon. But that wraps up this week. And this brings us to the shout out portion of our show. Who is your shout out or what? Who or what is your shout out? What uh, person, place or thing? I am giving my shout out to... Basketball sensation, Caitlin Clark, uh, if you've been living under a rock, she just beat the scoring um, all-time female scoring record um, for collegiate basketball. She is on her way to be possibly beating the men's scoring record. Uh, it's She's so fun to watch play. She's brought so much attention and energy and excitement to women's basketball. I love seeing Shaq talk about her on ESPN. Like It's just fun to see a female athlete being discussed in the same way, you know, people are always like, who's better, Mahomes or Tom Brady? The fact that, like, we're talking about a woman um, kind of in that same conversation of, like, who really is the GOAT is really exciting, especially because I grew up playing basketball. Um, but I feel like it's just great. She's bringing men and women into the sport. And I think for little girls, have fun to, like, grow up watching her play. I love that. Love it. Women taking over. Um, my shout out is to Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker, um, Lisa Lopez-Galvin, who was tragically killed in the shooting at the Chiefs parade last week. She is a big fan of Harrison Butker. She had his jersey on when she was shot. Her family um, had reached out looking for another white jersey to to bury her in. And Harrison followed through and gave her gave the family one. So um, I just thought, you know, anytime, I mean, it seems like the obvious nice thing to do, but he seems like a good guy. He released a statement and said, my wife, Isabel, and I are heartbroken by the murder of Lisa due to degenerate violence. Murder is a sin that crisis out to God for vengeance. And I pray the men involved in this tragedy will be brought to justice, which they recently have been. Um, they also share their Catholic faith, um, the both of them. So I just thought, I don't know, it, it kind of just warmed my heart a bit. You know. Um, and I will say Harrison was so cute with his total different subject. but. I think we talked about this prior to this. He, he got his ashes one thing more. I do think it's like interesting. Like growing up, I remember like you'd go to Ash Wednesday and be like, oh God, I hope it fades. Cause it was like, kind of like not everyone was like aware or they'd be like, you've got something on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like to see like, I, you know, an athlete proudly wearing them at the parade. Mark Wahlberg was being interviewed on Stephen Colbert and still had his ashes on there. Um, but I also think it was really neat for Harrison to kind of like say that they shared that faith together. And so maybe even though they never knew each other, there was that like commonality amongst yeah, them. Yeah, I just um, thought, you know, kind yeah. of bringing back the joy, yeah. not taking away the chiefs from her, you know, yeah. and her legacy. So just wanted to do that, um, give that shout out. Um, and when you guys are done listening, y'all know we have got goals. So please help us reach our goals by leaving us a five-star rating or a written review. And with that, make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.